It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold. Post Calver Gold, your trusted feeding partner for your dairy herd this spring. On C103. Hello and welcome to Farm Talk. I'm Marie Tuig. On the show this week, North Cork-based Irish Community Air Ambulance and Mocker and Affirma have teamed up ahead of a busy season on farms. Farm stress was a topic discussed recently on a podcast presented by Chagisk and help is at hand if anyone feels under pressure and stressed. Agri-innovators get a timely reminder about Enterprise Ireland's Innovation Arena Awards competition in partnership with the National Ploughing Association. There's more on Mocra activities across Cork and John O'Connor has the stories making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. North Cork-based Irish Community Air Ambulance and Mocker and Affirma have teamed up ahead of a busy time on farms. They've launched a joint campaign to appeal to all rural communities to exercise care as activities increase during the summer months. A busy silage season, increased traffic on the roads and more children moving about on farms all combined to present an increased likelihood of serious incidents that could result in the Irish Community Air Ambulance being tasked to rural locations. There have been 38 farming-related call-outs so far in 2021, including incidents involving PTO machinery, falls from heights and animal attacks. Newly elected President of Mockerna Firma, John Keane, says the Irish Community Air Ambulance is an invaluable resource. I think being here today, it has really brought at home the importance of the Irish Community Air Ambulance Service. I think communities right across the southern half of the country are really lucky to have such a service and such a team of volunteers here who are willing to help and I think the oncoming impendent of the silage season and I think the pressures that there are on farmers I think it's it's really important that safely farming and farming safety is hugely important but also to note that and we're hugely glad that the service is here and available to us. I think there's an onus on all of us in the farming community to take stock of what we're doing and uh, I think the busyness can get on top of us at some time so I think it's important that we take stock of where we are and be conscious of safety because it's important that you know we do things in a safe manner. The last thing we want to see is, is the Irish community or ambulance landing in one of our fields. I think it's a fantastic service but the best thing of all is to farm safety and ensure that we do things in the safest and possible manner that we can. Irish Community Air Ambulance CEO Michal Sheridan is urging people to stay safe during the busy farming season. We know it's a busy season for farming. There's a lot of silage being cut and then therefore there's a lot of vehicles on the roads. Really it's two things. It's about being careful with yourself around machinery. We've seen a lot of PTO related accidents this year so far. and We've seen a lot of accidents involving machinery and also animals. Um, but the other thing as well I suppose is we know that people work long hours contracting cutting silage late into the night and are on the road early in the morning with other road users. 
So again, and as we've been here this morning, the guys were tasked to a road traffic collision. You know, so we just would ask particularly young contractors, young drivers that are out driving tractors just to maybe be conscious of, of the size of the vehicles they're driving, the sides and the road conditions they're on and be wary for other road users. We work in tandem with the National Ambulance Service. So if somebody happens to be unfortunate enough to be involved in a, a farming related accident or an accident in rural Ireland, it's possible that it's road crew that come from the National Ambulance Service, but just sometimes, depending on the type of injury, the location, the need to go to hospital, we can be tasked as well. And we really don't want to be landing in somebody's field in their farm and bringing them or a family member to hospital. So again, it's just being mindful and careful when you're doing something just to be sure that you've done everything you can to reduce the risk of something happening that would cause you injury or harm. Sergeant Michael Golden at Dunmanway Garda Station has been on C103's Garda File with this appeal for silage season. Silage season, we're right in the middle of it now. So look, there's going to be an increased number of uh, agricultural vehicles using the road. So if you are stuck behind the tractor, uh, if you're a motorist, you're stuck behind the tractor, just be patient. Don't be tempted into any foolish or rash overtaking. So be be respectful. Um, reduce your speed and all. If you're on the lookout, I suppose, if you're driving along the road um, of upcoming farmyards and fields, just in case a machine is coming out onto the road. And likewise, I suppose, I just encourage the farm owners, uh, landowners and contractors to ensure there's adequate signage on the road as well, just warning people, uh, warning motorists. And if, I suppose if they are drawing, drawing silage on the road, I'd ask them when safe to do so, just to pull in and allow any build-up of traffic to pass. So I think everyone just seems to be respectful for everyone on the road, uh, all road users. AgriAware and the IFA have launched a new campaign to raise awareness about the importance of Irish agriculture, the variety of sectors producing food in this country and the critical role Irish agriculture plays in the economy and society. The campaign will be a showcase of our predominantly grass-based family farm sectors. It aims to increase the general public's connection with farmers. Their stories of commitment and pride in their work are often overlooked in the ongoing debate about the sector's future. AgriAware chairman Mr Alan Jago recalls, AgriAware was established 25 years ago to create a national awareness of the value of modern agriculture and farming. In the intervening time, while agriculture has continued to play a critical role in Ireland's economic and social development, the connection between farmers and the general public has lessened, apparently, and AgriAware and the IFA, with their campaign, want to strengthen that connection. IFA President Mr Tim Condon commented, Throughout 2020, during a global pandemic, Irish farmers continued to produce top-quality, nutritious food. This, Mr Condon said in turn, supported Ireland's hard-hit economy. Agriculture is Ireland's largest indigenous sector and has, at various points in recent history, literally sustained Ireland and its people through some of its most challenging periods. However, he said a narrative is taking shape which might lead people to think we don't need the food produced here or the families who work so hard to produce it. Mr Cullinan emphasised the vast majority of farmers in Ireland are committed to climate action. They want to continue a legacy that's been passed down through generations and to ensure that their children will be able to continue to live and work on the land if they choose to do so. We want our vibrant family farm model to stay. This campaign will bring these families to the forefront and tell their stories. Mr Alan Jago acknowledged that AgriAware were grateful to the IFA for their support in getting this campaign off the ground. They were also delighted that the Irish Farmers Journal had joined as a supporter. 
He said AgriAware hope that along with other initiatives underway, such as Ag Credible Social Media Programme, the National Dairy Council's From the Ground Up campaign, and the work of Meat and Dairy Facts, we can rebuild the connection between the producers of food, the products they supply, and the people who continue to consume them every day. 3rd of June 2021 saw the launch of on-farm signs in every county. AgriAware and the IFA had also created a digital campaign which will run throughout the summer months and also a billboard campaign which will appear as restrictions continue to ease and people begin to move more freely around the country. The campaign will showcase farmers from around Ireland involved in various sectors such as livestock, dairy, tillage, fruit and vegetables. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Welcome back. Minister of State at the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine Senator Pippa Hackett has announced the opening of an organic processing grant scheme. Farm Talk's John O'Connor has been looking at some aspects of the scheme. Hi Maraid. The scheme, known as the Organic Processing Investment Grant Scheme, was launched on Tuesday 1st of June 2021. The scheme itself will aid organic processors who wish to invest in developing facilities for the processing, preparation, grading, packing and storage of organic products. Have you details of funding for the scheme, John? Aid will be available for off-farm projects. That's important to mention. uh, Aid will be available for off-farm projects. Processors can apply for grant aid up to €700,000 which will increase the overall ceiling for each organic processor by an additional €200,000 over the duration of the scheme. The total funding for this scheme this year, 2021, was increased by €500,000, amounting to €1.2 million in total. Okay, I understand Minister Hackett was upbeat at the launch of Tranche, one of the scheme, outlining what she believed was the great potential for organic produce. Yes, indeed. Minister Pippa Hackett uh, said there were great opportunities for the Irish agri-food sector. Demand for organic produce continues to increase year on year. and she was fully committed to developing the organic sector as, quote, a wonderful opportunity for the Irish agri-food sector overall. This scheme specifically was a further initiative in that direction. It would assist existing organic processors meet the growing demand for organic food both in Ireland and abroad. And John, how can listeners find out more about the Organic Processing Investment Grant Scheme? Copies of the terms and conditions of the grant scheme, together with application forms, are available from the following. The Organic Farming Unit, Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Johnstown Castle, County Wexford, as well as on the department's website. It's rather a long website. It reads www.gov.ie forward slash Organic hyphen processing hyphen investment hyphen grant hyphen scheme all lower case. It would appear the Department of Agriculture is substantially increasing its promotion of the organic sector. There are strong indications the department is catering for a demand-led interest by Irish farmers in organic. With the opening of the Organic Processing Investment Grant Scheme, together with the reopening of the Organic Farming Scheme and the Organic Capital Investment Scheme earlier this year, this is delivering on the department's action plan 
2021 targets for further supporting and developing the Irish organic sector. And John, must applications be made online and what is the closing date for receipt of applications? The deadline is 31st of July 2021 and by post is okay. Nowadays it appears all applications and inquiries have to be made online only but in the case of the Organic Processing Investment Scheme, listeners can ask the Organic Farming Unit at Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, John Sarncastle College of Exford, for an application form plus all relevant terms and conditions. There is still, of course, the website for speed, and that is as follows again, www.gov.ie forward slash organic hyphen processing hyphen investment hyphen grant, hyphen scheme, all lowercase. And the closing date for receipt of applications by post or online is the 31st of July 2021. That's correct, Maureen. Thanks, John. West Cork-based Carberry Group and Chagas have renewed their ongoing long-term joint programme for dairy farmers for the next five years. The objective of the Monitor Farm programme is to lead and demonstrate the development of carbon-efficient and sustainable dairy farming in West Cork. The new joint programme will focus strongly on promoting and demonstrating the practical farming practices that improve sustainability and reduce a carbon footprint. Farmer stress was a topic discussed recently on the Beef Edge podcast presented by Chagisk beef specialist Catherine Egan. For many, work on the farm can be so busy that it is hard to fully recognise that it leads to an unmanageable level of stress. Some try to ignore the problem, some feel embarrassed to talk about it and some will actively seek help from a friend, advisor or health professional. Farmers are very resilient on a daily basis but at times there can be pressure and stress. So Dr Noel Richardson, director of the National Centre for Men's Health in IT Carlo, joined Catherine Egan to discuss a farmer's stress and how to deal with it. As a farmer's son, I can, I can speak with some authority on this. I mean, farmers face not just in the, the recent, through the recent pandemic, but through the nature of their work, you know, it's, it, there's a huge amount of uncertainty and unpredictability with farming. You know, if you factor in drought or floods or markets that can fluctuate up and down with prices and so on. So farmers, you know, traditionally and historically are used to coping with the unexpected and with high levels of stress. So um, to, so I, I guess that, that, that stands to them in some respects, but that's not to say that farmers are bulletproof or that, you know, that, that, that there aren't times when farmers feel down or feel that they're struggling, say, with their mental health issues. So, I mean, it is really important during this COVID pandemic that we're mindful in particular of what I would call the more at-risk farming groups. And I'm speaking about older single farmers living on their own and farmers who may be living in particularly remote or isolated areas, you know, where they wouldn't have contact with people. So I think there's a huge onus on all of us to be mindful of these more vulnerable groups at this time and to do what we can, you know, in terms of keeping in touch, whether it's a text message or a, or a phone call or, you know, any, any effort we can make to, 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 to actually protect and, and help these farmers is really important. And then obviously farmers themselves, if possible, you know, this, this, the message is, I think, to stay connected. Again, whether it's phone or, or text or WhatsApp or um, using social media, you know, to, to touch base with chats over Zoom, if, if they have the technology to do that, that's more important now than ever. I think we really also need to stay positive. 
um, and you know, and to, to build on the resilience that I talked about earlier. And again, just to reiterate the points about um, all the onus on all of us to be mindful of, of those farmers in particular who may, who may be more isolated, living on their own, um, older farmers. You know, they're, they're the groups that I would be calling on people to be particularly mindful of. And obviously respecting the guidelines in terms of social distancing and, you know, not, not compromising those in any way. But whether it's a phone call again or a text message or dropping over some shopping or, you know, those kind of small gestures. We saw examples of this uh, during the first lockdown with GA clubs around the country taking on this kind of community support role. And so in a way that can kind of galvanize communities as well for for good, I think. So, you know, it can be an opportunity as well to build on on the resilience and uh, that inherent sense of of community spirit that I think is in in all our communities. Most definitely. And some farmers will often remark that they don't see someone from one end of the week to the other. And there is a solitude that can be hard to contend with. What advice have you for farmers that find themselves in this situation? I mean, that, that, that's that's a really important point, that, that, that solitude you talked about. And, you know, we all know that if, if, if there's something bothering us and we, we meet a neighbour or we meet a friend and you, you are floated, that's kind of, you're halfway there to, to solving the problem at that stage. You know, that 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 kind of opportunity or that op, that ability to kind of to, to share a problem, you know, is certainly is certainly really important. So the farmer then that doesn't have that opportunity, I mean, there is a danger that he or she kind of dwells on the problem and kind of ruminates on it, and you know, and without having someone to offload with, the, the, the problem can become kind of magnified over over time. So, and, and this feeds into the other point, which is loneliness. You know, and loneliness is a real challenge, again, in certain parts of rural Ireland, and, and particularly during this, this pandemic. Um, and again, there's, there's different aspects. Researchers have looked at different aspects of loneliness. There's intimate or emotional loneliness. They're not having a close confidant or, or partner to confide in. There's kind of relational or social loneliness, which is not having kind of social companionship, you know, neighbours or friends to call on. And then that sense of collective loneliness, where we don't feel part of the community or a social grouping. So, so these these are things again we should be mindful of, and and be be, be conscious of those who, who are maybe feeling lonely during these times, and doing whatever we can to kind of make them feel included and you know keeping in contact and staying connected. Catherine Egan issues the Beef Edge podcast every Wednesday. Keep up to date with the episodes and information covered on the Beef Edge by visiting the show page at achagisk.ie forward slash the Beef Edge. Beam participants are reminded that the closing date for Beam deferral is Monday 21st of June 2021. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell-Luke, has reminded beam participants that the option to choose the alternative beam reduction period of 1st of January 2021 to 31st of December 2021 closes on Monday 21st of June 2021. The Minister pointed out the current reduction period is 1st of July 2020 to 30th of June 2021. However, as a result of the COVID-19 situation and the impact it could have on some farmers meeting their 5% bovine nitrates reduction requirement, the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine wrote to the European Union Commission in January 2021 seeking an extension of the reduction period. 
The department point out they opened a facility on agfood.ie on 19th of March 2021, allowing a farmer to indicate if they wish to opt for the later reduction period of 1st of January 2021 to 31st of December 2021, inclusive over which to meet their 5% reduction requirement. Since the 19th of March 2021, the Minister points out, almost 6,000 bean participants have opted to defer. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. As part of the Enable Tillage ECT project, Chagask and Oak Park Carlo have completed a 10-year macroeconomic analysis on the cost of black grass control in winter wheat and winter barley in Ireland. This Chagask analysis estimated that even with good levels of control achieved in nine of the ten years, black grass would still cost Irish tillage farmers €30 million Euro in lost winter wheat output. In addition, €13.5 million Euro worth of winter barley production would be lost, the Chagas survey found. Trying to establish what the control of black grass costs an individual farmer's bottom line can be difficult. Herbicides are the easiest of the control measures to put a figure on, as you pay for each litre or kilogram of products you apply, and most farmers will know their costs per acre for spraying. A number of tables published in this month's Chagas Clients magazine, Today's Farm, highlights the potential cost of a number of measures which can be used to control blackgrass on farm. These are costed using the Chagas Crops and Returns 2021 booklet and will vary from farm to farm. Other costs are harder to quantify. For instance, if a field has to be taken out of crop production and sown down with grass for a five-year period, there may or may not be a market for fodder or grazing, and this would have to be considered when calculating the cost versus growing a combinable crop. The potential cost of pushing back sowing dates also needs to be carefully considered, Chagas Can Oak Park say. Leisure sowing dates may result in a small yield reduction or could potentially lead to missing the opportunity to sow an autumn crop altogether. The cost of cleaning machinery between fields and farms is another cost that has to be calculated at farm level, based on downtime, labour and investment in equipment to carry out the job. Mr Jimmy Staples, ECT, Project Advisor, Chagasook Park, Carlow, Chagas Crops Environment and Land Use Programme, writing in the Today magazine, Chagas Client magazine, refers to a farmer case study. The broad outline of the farmer case study, highlighted by Mr Jimmy Staples, is as follows. A North Dublin farmer took a lease on a block of land in 2018. A crop of winter wheat was established. It received an autumn herbicide and wintered well. The following spring, black grass was identified in 40% of the field. The crop was brought through to harvest. About 60% of the field yielded 4.2 per acre, while the area affected by black grass only yielded 1.5 tonnes an acre. With grain prices at €165 a tonne, this resulted in a loss of €446 an acre over the affected area. A seed sample was sent to Chagas Park and an IPM, Integrated Pest Management Programme Strategy, was put in place. The decision was taken to leave the field fallow for the 2019-2020 season to try and reduce the amount of seed in the seed bank. Stale seed beds were established on four occasions over the course of the season. 
While this helped the problem at hand, it resulted in a negative financial impact. As opposed to making an expected profit of approximately €125 an acre from an average crop in an average year, establishing a stale seedbed came at a cost of €32 an acre each time. Results from Chagask Oak Park revealed that the black grass population was susceptible to a number of classes of chemistry and the decision was taken to sow winter oilseed rape in the autumn of 2020. While the costs of trying to control the black grass have been significant, the steps have been effective. By following an IPM strategy, Integrated Pest Management Control Strategy, the levels of black grass in this field have been reduced considerably. The crop of winter oilseed rape is yet to be harvested, but the signs are positive at the moment. And those are some of the main points raised by Mr Jimmy Staples, ECT Project Advisor, Chagask Oak Park Carlo, Chagas Crops Environment and Land Use Programme, writing in this month's Today's Farm Magazine for clients of Chagask on the theme of Counting the Costs of Controlling Blackgrass in Tillage. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Chagask has announced the appointment of Joe Kelleher as an organic farming specialist. He previously worked as a dairy business and technology advisor based in the Limerick Kerry Advisory Region. Chagas supports organic farmers and those interested in converting to organic farming through research, education and advisory services. Joining us on the programme this week is Liz Duffy, Chagas's dairy B&T advisor. We started by discussing a busy week on livestock farms. I asked Liz to outline what she's been seeing since the welcome change in the weather. Good morning to all your listeners. I deal with mainly dairy clients so what we have been seeing in the last week since the warm weather finally arrived last weekend is that things have taken a major turn in the grass situation on farms and I think it's a critical time for farmers to be walking the paddocks regularly as the grass supply is changing nearly on a daily basis at this stage given the current weather. Up until last weekend the weather and the ground conditions were challenging to say the least on many livestock farms. We saw that feeding levels were being held at the five to six kilo mark on dairy farms. This was due to the fact that stocking rates were above or at best matched the growth rates and grass dry matters were low. Now since we've got the higher temperatures in the past week we've seen growth rate respond really quickly as there's plenty of fertilizer nitrogen in the ground. Growth rates have started to overtake what the stock are eating on a daily basis and the consequence of this now is that the cover ahead of stock and the overall farm cover has started to build. So we're recommending to walk the farm at least twice a week at this stage, see what covers in front of stock and ideally to keep this around the target of the 1400 kilos of dry matter per hectare. If it is greater than this and the overall farm cover starts to exceed a cover per cow of say 160 to 180 then you know you need to take action. Now I will accept that during the challenging grazing conditions it was difficult to get stock to graze out the paddocks well so the residuals have been rising and no baling or topping or any corrective measures could be done. And now combined with that we're now in the main heading season for the grass plant when the stem and the seed head appears. This makes a less digestible and lower energy value feed source for the stock. So if they're facing into this day after day the milk yield and particularly the milk protein can be affected. The plan now should be to skip over the heavy paddocks to get back to that target of 1400 in front of the cows. If they can be taken out as bales well and good and if not we see our clients either pre-mowing or topping paddocks. Another option to increase the stocking rate on the grazing area is by bringing in groups of young stock or alternatively it may be an opportunity to plan some receding. Now if rotations are speeding up because of the good growth rates and you're following the cows with nitrogen I just remind your listeners that the aim now is to go with one unit of nitrogen per day so just watch that and not to oversupply the nitrogen this time of the year. 
As the soil temperatures are now up, the soil itself will be providing about three quarters of a unit of nitrogen per day from the background pool of nitrogen. So there's plenty there to keep the grass plant going in combination with the unit a day that's coming from the bag. Once the cover in front of the cows is correct, then the meal can be brought back to maybe two or three kilos a day. So look, just to reiterate, this is a tricky time of the year for managing grass quality uh, given the recent weather conditions, but it's very important to keep walking the farm, monitor how the farm cover is changing and be ready to react quickly so that the grass cover can be set up well for the rest of the summer. Lovely. So the grazing situation has changed a lot in the last seven days. Can you tell us how the silage harvest is progressing? Sure. Um, again, it's been tricky to get the silage out dry in the past couple of weeks and given the weather and the ground conditions that were, people were trying to deal with. But look, a lot of progress has been made last weekend and on Monday and Tuesday when we had good, the good days. We would be recommending that when conditions line up well and your con- contractor is ready, that the first cuts should, should be taken out now at this stage. As I've already said, the grass is starting to head out. So for every week you delay the cutting, the DMD will be dropping by 2 to 3%. If you cut the crop on the point of heading, you'll have a 70 to 72 DMD silage, whereas if the seed heads are all out, then the silage will only be 68 DMD. Now I fully realise every animal doesn't need 72 plus DMD silage over the winter, but the growing stock do, and milking cows will need the best quality you can make. So we definitely do need a large proportion of the silage to be high quality for the winter. I'd also ask our listeners to cast their minds back to February gone, you know, with the bad weather we had in that month, very little grazing was done and we were heavily reliant on high quality fodder back then. So look, once the silage is cut, the grass can be fertilised and growing again for second cut. The fertiliser recommendations for this will be roughly 70 to 80 units of nitrogen and the P and K can be provided by slurry with the trailing shoe or dribble bar if there's, if there's some available. If there's none available, then you would need about a bag or two of the likes of 0730 along with the nitrogen. And that's assuming, of course, that there is a phosphorus allowance for the farm. So the kind of products we'll be recommending would be protected urea with sulphur where slurry is available, a compound if you have a phosphorus allowance or a protected urea product with K and S if there's no phosphorus allowance on the farm. I'd also like to remind listeners not to forget about the paddocks that have or, or maybe will have bales taken over the next couple of weeks. They also need P and K to be replaced. For example, a paddock that has had four to five bales to the acre taken off will need six to eight units of P and 40 to 50 units of K. And ideally, again, this could be replaced with slurry. So along with fertiliser, what other soil fertility issues should farmers be thinking of? Well, as we're all aware, liming is also very important for soil fertility and particularly for ensuring we get the best response possible from the nutrients we're applying. Liming is also mandatory since last year on derogation farms, so now might be a good time to review your liming requirements. The only place you would not lime right now is ground that a second cut of silage is going to be taken off. But other than that, once the lime is washed off the leaf of the grass plant, it can be grazed. So again, maybe a good opportunity to get a couple of loads out now. I mentioned receding a bit earlier, so lime can be worked into this too if you're, if you're planning to do some receding. Another requirement on derogation. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. ...farms that are undertaken receding is to use clover in the grass seed mix. And thankfully, we now have a post-emergent spray that is clover safe. It's called Clover Max. It has been approved for use up until the middle of September. So any that you buy this season must be used by that date. And Liz, can you give us a rundown of other issues for derogation farms? Yes, it's no harm, I suppose, to remind uh, derogation farms of their undertakings that, that they have for this year. A good starting point would be to look over your fertilizer plan, take stock of what you've used to date and what is remaining. Then identify plots that need a buildup of P and K and work that into the plans for the rest of the season. Liming, as I've mentioned, already is mandatory. On the feed side then, the crude protein of any dairy ration purchased since the 1st of April and up until the 15th of September must be 15% or less. The biodiversity option must also be completed and people had three options to choose from in terms of how they were going to manage their hedgerows on the farm. Now the cutting season won't start again till the 1st of September, so again, review what option you have picked with your advisor and be working that in towards the end of the year then. But the two big ones really for this year then are to do with protecting water courses and water quality. There's kind of two separate issues to be dealt with where relevant and where there's water courses and issues on the farm. So the first, which is on all farms, regardless of derogation, also includes non-bovine farms tillage farms and it's mandatory since the 1st of January to prevent runoff from roadways to water courses and drains. So this means that we have to keep surface rain runoff from carrying sediments and so on into drains and water courses. In practical terms then if you have a farm roadway running alongside an open drain the camber or the fall off the roadway must be such so that any rain from it will drain into the field rather than into into the drain beside it. So again, the camber is allowing the rainfall to divert off into a field. Now, as I said, look, every farm situation is different. So in this respect, I'd um, talk to your advisor on this one. The second issue then is protecting the watercourses themselves. In this case, the measure applies to all farms stocked over the 170 kilos of organic N per hectare. And the watercourses that I'm talking about are those that appear as solid blue lines on the Ordnance Survey maps. And you can, you can look at them online. The requirements here are that the watercourses must be fenced um, 1.5 metres from the top of the bank. Livestock drinking points are not allowed in the watercourses. And then any drinking truck that you put in must be 20 metres from the watercourses and this applies even if the watercourse is on your neighbour's side of a bounds ditch. So look, I think there are two important areas that people need to address to ensure they stay compliant with the nitrates regulations. 
Welcome back. Chagask's Liz Duffy is still with us on Farm Talk. We now switch to breeding on dairy farms. I asked Liz to outline where we are currently. We'll assume that six weeks of breeding have happened now at this stage. So it is a good time to review progress and plan out the second half of the breeding season. So this is a critical time from here on out in terms of influencing the overall final empty rate within your herd over the 12-13 week breeding season. So the first thing to do then is to look at what information you have. And ICBF ran a fertility report on the system on the 27th of May, or you can you can run it yourself at any stage. So this should be your starting point. Or if you're not an ICBF, you can just use your, your, your handwritten breeding chart. Secondly, we need to know what are the targets we're trying to achieve. So the Chagas targets would be 90% submission in the first three weeks and the eligible cows in this case are those that will have calved up to 21 days after mating start date. 100% then should be submitted by the end of the six weeks now at this stage. Then we'd look at the level of repeats or another way to think about what, what percentage held to that first service. So in our groups and with our clients, we're kind of seeing 30 to 40% of the cows are repeating. So this is fairly normal at this stage. But if it starts to approach kind of 50%, then you definitely need further investigations with your advisor or your vet. Next, we need to look at what cows are calved more than 35 days and not yet bred. So these could be handled by the vet and and then decide what intervention is needed to get them back on track again. The vet can also scan other animals that you think may be in calf for more than 30 days to to confirm pregnancies there. If there are any late calvers around the place, then we need to give them the best chance to start cycling. So perhaps putting them on once a day milking could be an option here. And again, if the vet is on the place, he or she could take a look at those as well. If a bull has been with the heifers for the last six weeks, it's also vital to check all is okay. But look, well-matured, on-target heifers should all have been bred and all in calf after six weeks, either by AI or stock bull. So I suppose just to round up the figures, if we assume a 100 cow herd, 90% submitted in three weeks and a 55% conception rate, then 72 of the cows should be in calf at this stage after six weeks of breeding. This then leaves 28 cows still to be bred. So this is about the limit of what you could expect a mature stock bull to deal with. And this figure could be halved if if you only have a young bull. So for this reason, we would be recommending another week or two of tail painting, heat detection and AI. Or alternatively, keep AIing when the bull is let out. Ensure he gets a rest break to make sure all cows are covered, especially if there's more than one or two bulling in a day. Cows that are AI'd from here on out are not going to calve until after Paddy's Day next year. So we'd be recommending to switch to beef AI now at this stage. That's presuming, of course, you've used at least four dairy straws for every heifer calf you need. And Liz, as you indicated at the start, it's a very busy time on farms now. So we should remind your listeners to think about health and safety. Yeah, it sure is. It's a busy time on farms, around the ro- around the roads and around yards as contractors are working long hours and working very you know, very hard to get the silage cut for their clients given the kind of challenging weather we've been getting. And look, unfortunately, we all know the statistics in relation to farm accidents. In terms of all the different workplaces in the country, Irish farms, unfortunately, are the most dangerous places to be working. And then behind every statistic, there's a bereaved family and community. So I really do think we all have a responsibility to take in this regard to make our farms a safer working environment. Agri Innovators are again reminded about Enterprise Ireland's Innovation Arena Awards competition in partnership with the National Ploughing Association. The awards are open for entries and innovators and entrepreneurs in County Cork are invited to participate. Full details are available by visiting the website innovationarena.ie and the closing date for entries is Wednesday, June 30th. James Maloney of Enterprise Ireland was one of the guests on the second episode of the Farm Machinery Show hosted by the Irish Farmers Journal 
Donald recently. He spoke to Peter Thomas Keevney about how innovative Irish farmers and contractors have become with their ideas and unique designs and what they need to know to get started as innovators. I suppose um, it depends on the ambition of what you want to do. Like we, we, we see a lot of guys and uh, the innovation might want to stay in the farmyard and other guys then have an, an innovation that the they want to go on and take it further. Um, I suppose the context is that they want to go regionally, nationally, or globally. And as with everything in this in this world, it's uh, funding, finance, and time. I suppose uh, are the big things that that you know that that need they need help with. Um, I, I suppose the first stop shop is, is the local enterprise office. Uh, you can you can go there and get a mentor or feasibility grants uh, on that, or a little bit of adv- advice. Uh, and coming to Enterprise Ireland as well, we, we, we can offer a, a no, an engagement um, on a high potential startup or we can give you a mentor as well to, to tease out the idea or a feasibility study. But I think the, the most important thing is, is to make contact with, with someone in the local enterprise office or in Enterprise Ireland early on in the journey. Because what happens is a lot of people end up spending money that they could have got assistance with and it's too late to come for us after after that like so we we hopefully get you on the on the right track or the right roadmap early on in the journey like you know james it's mad to think that we're uh, we're still here in a virtual setting um have you any plans for the virtual arena this year or, or what's going to happen there well you you said it uh, peter i'd say it's still going to be virtual anyhow i don't see uh barn a miracle in vaccination programs over the summer i don't see it changing, but with the best will in the world, uh, we'd hope to be in a field in September. But the competition will be launched uh, virtually online as of last year, uh, like we did last year. And uh, it's a simple, simple application process. And you can find out more details on the Enterprise Ireland uh, website and in the Farmers Journal in the in the weeks to come. Enterprise Ireland is encouraging companies in County Cork to start planning for a green future now. Green supports are available to Enterprise Ireland-backed companies and a webinar series is taking place throughout June. Supports include a climate action voucher worth €1,800 to engage consultants to develop plans in areas such as resource efficiency and renewable energy. Green Start provides up to €5,000 to measure carbon footprint and identify actions to reduce emissions and operate more sustainably. Green Plus has grant funds of up to 50% to develop a multi-annual climate change plan aligned to international standards and frameworks. Climate Enterprise Action Fund will close on August 31st and more details are available by visiting globalambition.ie forward slash climate action. For our weekly update on MACRA events in Cork, we're joined this week by Ashling Walsh from Shandoon MACRA. Good morning, I'm Ashling Walsh and I'm the PRO for Shandoon MACRA. This week has been a very busy one for Shandoon Makra as we held our regional round of dairy stock judging online. There were four competitors who took part. The very best of luck to John Downey as he progresses to the next round to represent Shandoon Makra. We wish him well. Both Seamus Reid and Shelley Sheehan will represent Shandoon Makra in the national finals of the Puck Fada competition later this month. Make sure to join Elaine Houlihan and Sean Wallace as the 11 peaks in 11 weeks reaches Shandoon Makra. Join them this Monday in Kinsale. Our AGM was also held this week. We wish everyone well in their new roles. I will really miss doing the role of PRO. I've loved it. I will miss it so much. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really miss doing this role. I'm Ashling and I'm the PRO for Shandoon Makra. Thanks a million.
for all your support. Thanks to John O'Connor for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. My thanks also to Barry O'Mahony. I'm Marie Tuig. Thanks for listening. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Calf Milk Replacer. Offering a wide range of calf milk replacers to suit your calf's needs. On C103. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.